Hot 1027. Good morning, beautiful people of God. You're listening to Sunrise with Shona on Hot 1027. Welcome on the Sunday, the first Sunday in Lent, as we journey with Christ to the cross. But I also want to stress that we don't just journey with him to the cross, but also to the resurrection. And that is why we are people of hope in the midst of all that is happening in the world. And of course, I am looking at what's happening in the Ukraine with Russia invading and seeing the death toll rise and just seeing the pain and devastation. But we need to remember God is still God. God is the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. And God is always with us. Today, I actually want to look at what is God calling us to do? Do we really believe God has a plan for us? Do we know that all of us are called? And I'm basing this on what we did for the Women's World Day of Prayer that we hosted on Friday at St. Mark, where they were looking at Jeremiah 29, where God says, For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, plans for a hope and a future and not to harm you. And so I thought it would be quite important, especially at this time when we're looking at what's going on in the world, to see perhaps whether we are responding to God's call. Because as I explained to the people at the Women's World Day of Prayer, life is like a big puzzle and we're all pieces of that puzzle. And if one of us is absent or not doing what we're supposed to do, it can spoil the entire picture. And I think when we see what's going on in our own country, when we see what's going on in the world, All of us need to be responding to the call on our lives because all of us are uniquely created by God. And I truly believe this to fulfill a divine purpose. So the questions I'll be looking at is, are we doing what God is calling us to do? If not, why not? And then the consequences, if we aren't doing what God is calling us to do, both to ourselves and to the body of Christ. First, let's look at that definition of call. And by call, I don't mean to ordain ministry. I just mean that I believe each and every person has a call on their life to do something. And in the Bible, we find there are 700 occurrences of the word and its derivatives. And it's an invitation or a summons. So one of my favorite, favorite verses is from Isaiah 13, verse 1, where we are told, I have called you by name, you are mine. Isn't that wonderful to hear God say that? I have called you by name, you are mine. Now that same sentiment is in John's Gospel where we see the shepherd calling the sheep by name and they follow him. And even though these readings aren't actually directed at us, God does call each and every one of us. And of that I'm absolutely certain. And we are God's. We all belong to God. God issues an invitation to us. And in the context of today, we are called to work for God through the power of the Holy Spirit. One thing that I do know is that sometimes we don't always respond or we might not know what God is calling us to do. And I have young people particularly coming to me saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know what my purpose is. And some of the ways we can discern what that purpose is, obviously we can go to professionals, but we can also just spend time with God. I found when I sit in silence with God, turn off the phone, turn off the television, and actually just be in God's presence, God speaks to my heart and I begin to see what it is God's calling me to do. We also sometimes need to be in prayer groups or even pray ourselves, but with a discerning prayer partner one can often work out what it is God is calling us to do or have a spiritual director, a mentor, other people and then of course you can test it. And for me, that's one of the things I do because that's who I am and how I've been created is that I like to test a thing first. In other words, put my toe in the water and see and before I step in fully. And so you can do that. And I find God honors that. God doesn't um, give you a hiding for that or say, absolutely not. How could you doubt me? 
God seems to honor the fact that I sometimes need to just put a toe in the water. So there are ways in which we can do that. But we need to remember that from 1 Jeremiah 1 verse 4, Before I formed you, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Now that was God's call on Jeremiah's life. But what about us? I think we need to hear that too this morning. Before we were formed, God knew us. Before we were born, God set us apart. And he set us apart to do many different things. So some of the things are smaller. We can do things like set up a prayer meeting. We can do things such as buy something for someone, buy a coffee for your neighbor, buy a coffee for the person next to you at work, a colleague. Smile at someone, notice the person who comes up to your window in the street. Just be more aware of people. And those are smaller things we can do. And some of us are called to much bigger things. Maybe we're called to set up um, a different sort of prayer meeting of women or of men. Maybe we call to do something big at church. Maybe we call to do something big in our community. But of course, we all have that call on our lives. And it's not just within the church. We call to serve Christ in the community and to be God's light in the community. I also love Psalm 139, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God knits us together in our mother's womb, and we are God's. So therefore, knowing all of that, that God calls us, God knows us by name, we are God's. We fall in the grace and the love and the power of God, under the authority of God. Why aren't we all shouting, here I am, Lord, send me? Why aren't we all committing 100% to what God is asking us to do? I'll look at this in a moment, but first on the Mighty Hot 1027, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Enjoy. Hot. Hot. 1027. Michael W. Smith on the Hot 1027. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. If you've just joined us, good morning and welcome. It is really good to be with you this Sunday morning, the first Sunday of Lent. And I hope that you're opening your heart, rendering your heart open to God as you journey with God towards the cross. And as I mentioned earlier, also towards the resurrection. Now, I've been looking at how God has a call on all of our lives and how we all need to respond. And I've been looking at what that call might be to various things and how God knows us all. We are God's um, and God creates us for a specific purpose. Now, I want to look briefly at some of the reasons why we may be not responding to God. One of them could be fear of inadequacy. I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. Someone else is better. And I think we need to remember, firstly, that no one is perfect. And if we look at the disciples, even they were not perfect. But one of the best examples for me is Moses. When God calls Moses in the desert, and we find this in Exodus 3 and 4, Moses says, absolutely not, God. I can't speak well. I never have been able to. And just because you speaking to me now doesn't mean that I can speak well. And God says to Moses, actually, who gave people their mouths? Who makes a people to, a person to hear or a person to not hear or a person to be able to speak? And he says, I will give you the words to speak. You will go. And whenever I've been doubting whether I can do something or not, I go back to Moses. Because if it's truly God's call, God equips. God will never send us where God doesn't equip us to go. And therefore, we have to walk in faith and trust and go. And we might still have a bit of fear. We might still feel a bit inadequate. But we need to remember that we are children of God, children of the Most High, and we move in the power of the Holy Spirit, and God will speak in and through us when we need to. So we need to trust that, and we should never allow that fear to cripple us. 
So, of course, Moses goes off, but he takes his brother Aaron. God does relent, and he's allowed to take his brother. And I wondered this morning, how many of you have done exactly what Moses has done? Because I know I have. Okay, God, I hear you, but please send someone else. We can look at an example of how God speaks through us and gives us power when we look at Peter and John, who called before the Sanhedrin. Sanhedrin filled with learned people, including the chief priests at the time. And these are supposedly, in terms of the people in the Sanhedrin, uneducated men, Peter and John. And the way they answer the questions is with such authority and courage and with such power that the people, the men in the Sanhedrin say, who are these men, these uneducated men, that they are able to answer the way they do and with such courage? And we know that it was God who was with them. Acts 6, 8 to 10, is the story of Stephen. We are told that the Spirit of God gave him such um, words, such wonder, such wisdom, that when he spoke, no one could refute him. When God calls, God equips still today. We must never forget that. The truth is that none of us are ever good enough. None of us are perfect, as I said. But God's plans for us are only realized when we answer the call and step out. I think it's really good for us to to focus on God when we have to step out. It's almost like Peter stepping out of the boat. Don't look down at the sea. Look at God and step forward and do what God is calling you to do. Now, another excuse people give is that they have no time. And I do believe that that is one that I've used before in the past. When I'm finished varsity, when my children grow up, when I'm not working as hard, and so on and so on, and that time never comes. And with COVID, I've been deeply aware of my own mortality and the need for us to say, okay, God, we have today. Let me do it with you today. And what I've found is that God works in almost a supernatural way. So I'll suddenly have inspiration and write a sermon in half the time or the traffic will be completely gone at that time and I make it to the place in much less time than I thought it would take me to travel there. I find God works in the most mysterious ways when we say, yes, Lord, send me and we do what God is calling us to do. And so busyness and self-doubt are not good excuses for not answering God's call. You may be able to think of others while you listen to Chris Tomlin. Good, good father on the mighty hot 1027. Enjoy. Hot. Hot 1027. Good, good father on the mighty hot 1027. You are listening to Sunrise with Shona. It's wonderful to be with you this morning. I'm so pleased that we have this opportunity on the first Sunday of Lent to journey together and to look at our response to God's call. So I've looked at how God calls all of us. God knows us by name. We are God's, and God loves us, and God equips us. God formed us, in fact, from the very beginning. And I've looked at how we all have a purpose, all of us. And I've looked at some reasons why perhaps we don't want to respond to that call. I now want to focus on the consequences of not responding to that call. And I think this is quite important. We can go and look at the parable, the parable of the master, the servants, and the talents. Jesus told the parable to help those listening that to respond to God's call and what would happen if they didn't. So if we were to look at 1 Corinthians 12, all of us are given gifts. Look at Romans, all of us are given gifts. We all have at least one gift and we will be held accountable for what we do with that gift. So when we look at the parable of the master, the servants and the talents, quite clearly we mustn't bury that gift. We need to use that gift for the common good. We are promised 
that if we do that, we will get even more gifts and it will grow. It's our choice. Use the gift and it will grow. Don't use it and you will lose it and face the consequences. Now, there are also consequences for the body of Christ. And I want to bring to mind again that picture, that image of the puzzle, where a puzzle piece is missing. All of us have different gifts and we're all called to build up the kingdom of God in our place of worship, in our spiritual home, if you like. All of us have a role to play, different roles, but all have the same. We are one body, many parts. Now, if you do any work with retired people or in retirement homes, you will see people limping, people who can't use arms and so on. And I feel that when we don't respond to the call of God on our lives within our faith community and beyond, then it's like we're crippling the body of Christ. And we are not allowing God to work as powerfully as God could in that community. So we're not moving as powerfully as we could in the community of God because one part is either not working properly or not working at all and is missing. Like that puzzle, one part is missing. So all of us have different gifts. All of us have at least one gift and we are called to use it to build up the common good. And I think we all need to acknowledge that we have at least one gift. Now, when we operate together, we truly become a transforming power in the world. Christ's love can flow where it's needed. And at the moment, that's in many, many places. Jesus once said that we must love God, love our neighbor as we love ourselves. That's the most important commandment. When we are moving in the power of God as a family of God, in that love of God, it is amazing what can be achieved and what people feel. So today, I think those are the questions I want to ask. Do you dare to respond to God's plan for your life and allow it to unfold because if you do, you will find fulfillment and you will find the fullness of life that's promised us in God. Are you willing to share enough of yourself to another or to answer that question and say, I will God? A noted architect once said, a physician can bury his mistakes. An architect can only advise his client to plant vines. I feel that when we're all doing what we need to do, then we don't need to plant vines in the church. We don't need to cover anything because we will all be moving in the power of God and we will be a bright light in that community shining for God. So let's work together. Let's transform the world and see, of course, we are building the kingdom of God and let's see what God does in God's kingdom within our communities. May God bless you. May God protect you. May any anxiety you feel flow into God on the cross as God releases his healing kingdom into you. And may you know above all how much you are loved by God. I pray that you have a wonderful week. To wrap up on Hot 1027, shout to the Lord and I'm not alone. God bless. Hot 1027.